This episode of the MedTalk podcast is brought to you by MedTech Innovation Expo, the UK and Ireland's leading event for medical device manufacturing. On the 7th and 8th of June, MedTech Innovation Expo will connect leading engineers, innovators and manufacturers with all the technology and innovation they need to facilitate the design and manufacture of life-changing medical devices. For more information, visit www.medtechexpo.com. Hello and welcome to this episode of the MedTalk podcast, where we discuss the latest news and issues in life sciences. I'm Ian Bolland, Group Content Manager of MedTech Innovation and Medical Plastics News. And today I am joined by Lorna Green, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Liver Labs, to discuss the work it has done with life science companies in the Liverpool City region. We also discuss the range of innovations it has come across, how it assesses the new ideas that come their way, and whether the focus on regional investments and accelerators is the way forward. Lorna, thank you very much for joining us on the MedTalk podcast. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what Liver Labs does? Yes, yeah, so my name is Lorna Green. I'm the chief exec of Liver Labs, and we uh, were established about a year ago. Um, we're a, a organisation based in Liverpool City region and we offer support to startup companies in the health and life science sector. We have some early stage investment and we also offer support with commercialisation, understanding um, competitors, market analysis and, and the route through to commercialisation. As you know, the, the MedTor podcast tends to focus on the life sciences sector. So can you give us a little bit of insight as to how much of what you what you do is in association with life sciences companies and how and how much your work is, is geared towards them yeah so we the, the company was formed originally to focus on the health and life science sector so we we have expanded into other sectors now but um during the first year most of our work has been with life science companies and we've had almost 100 company inquiries come our way um seeking support investment and advice just from the Liverpool City region alone. So it's a very active space. And uh, we've supported probably about 20 of those in different ways. And we've made investments into three so far. So can you give us a little bit of an example or give us a few examples from those companies that you come across as to what kind of innovations that you're seeing in the Liverpool City region? Yeah, really broad range, actually. So everything from digital health platforms, um, apps uh, for self-management through to real kind of high-end research and uh, the ones that we've invested in for example include um, an AI technology to help with IVF um, so automation of IVF and then we've also got one that's looking at um, protein expression to produce proteins that can go into drug discovery pathways and um We've also then, the first one that we did was a company called Frequensense, and they um, have a device that they're developing for early detection of sepsis in communities. So when elderly people in care homes start to feel unwell and, and deteriorate, we can tell very quickly with their device whether it's uh, bacterial sepsis or not, and, and therefore can be treated much more quickly than them coming into hospital and, and ending up in A&E. We can get a very early diagnosis if, if their technology is successful. You've illustrated that. Sorry, sorry. You've illustrated how how broad your range is there. Um, uh, so, w- when an idea comes 
but comes to you. What is it you look for in particular that makes you think that Liver Labs can help uh, that company or that or that entrepreneur? So one of the things that drove us and motivated us to set up the fund that we did was a lot of entrepreneurs have great science, great technology, great ideas, but they're not an established business um, and their ideas aren't mature enough to attract traditional venture capital investment. Um, There are lots of uh, grant funding opportunities around as well, but typically companies need to contribute to those grant projects. So a typical Innovate UK grant award requires 30% funding from the company. And if you're a startup with no revenue and no personal wealth, it's very hard to to, to get on that journey and start to innovate. So one of the the areas that we focus on is that really early stage. So um, and then we assess the type of technology and the idea we look at the market we look at the competitors look at the current ways things are done or or, or treated in, in the healthcare system and if we believe that the uh, innovation is groundbreaking and will make a real difference and address a real problem in our healthcare system then that's a big tick in the box for us to invest I, I'm finding the uh, the regional aspect of uh, of of groups like yourselves, for example, when I was at Arab Health um, a couple of weeks ago, I'm I'm seeing um, regions like West Yorkshire and the Midlands having stands there, you know, su- suggesting that they they are going to be vehicles for for um, you know to try and help young companies and young ideas come to life. I mean, it's it's fascinating how how this all seems to be happening on a regional basis now. I mean, this, this, this seems to be, from from my perspective anyway, quite policy-driven and, uh, and to, you know, and any any more powers at local level seem to be, you know, empowering these regions to actually, you know, really get behind these companies. Absolutely. And, and I think, um, you know, the, there are different strengths in different regions. So you mentioned West Yorkshire and they do have a very strong kind of med tech presence and, and, company profile in the region. For the Liverpool City region, um, when they did a science and innovation audit back in 2016, they identified one of the key strengths from this region was its um, infection control and infectious diseases strengths. And and we've got really strong health and life science um, presence in the Liverpool School of Tropical Medicine and in the University of Liverpool in both of those areas. And so that was where this region put their focus and I think that really told in terms of you know, the vaccine response with COVID. Liverpool was at the forefront of a lot of that work in terms of vaccine research, but also vaccine rollout and bringing people back after COVID to events. We were doing a lot of research into how we could safely do that. Um, and there's been an awful lot of investment into a programme called ICON, which mm-hmm. is led by the School of Tropical Medicine. But the Liverpool University is a partner, along with um, Alderley Park as well, bringing in the Alderley Park um, Antimicrobial Research Centre. So we have a real strength in that in that area, and um, we've seen that by focusing on those strengths and by we can drive investment into the region. So the ICON program now supports um, over 500 businesses internationally to do their research in our region on around eight different research platforms. So having that regional focus and really understanding the strengths in, in the place um, are, are really key. And it was part of that that... Um, led us to be supported by the city region and the local policy to focus on those innovation areas to give us that early stage fund so that the the great research that's done in our region 
can be commercialised and we can support those businesses to go on the journey to get their products to market. Uh, at the risk of uh, getting you to repeat yourself here, I mean, I'm just trying to understand this for the layman's terms, but how, how does it go from a... Uh, you know all that research from the the, the two centres of excellence that you've outlined in the School of Tropical Medicine, the University of Liverpool, to when it gets to that commercialisation stage, because there's quite a gap to bridge. Which you've you think you've touched upon one or two aspects that you do, but if you could actually sort of give us like what would be a typical timeline for when it gets to that research stage to when you come in, what what, what feels in between? Oh, that depends on the technology, to be honest. There can be years of research behind it. So uh, FrequaSense, for example, was uh, led by an academic clinician in Liverpool, Cheng Kok To, um, and his original research was 20 years ago. Um, mm. And that product is still in development and coming through to market. So it can be a long, long journey. Um, COVID showed us, though, that, that some technologies and products could come through very quickly when there was a real pressing demand and, and, a, and a focus of attention. So it, it can be it can be very different. Digital health technologies tend to come through sooner, and we're seeing a lot of um, AI applications in health now as well, data driven applications coming through. So it's not necessarily the the lab based science and research. It's actually data and and data driven research and digital technologies that are coming through, and they tend to have a shorter time through to market. Um, and both of the universities have very good tech transfer offices as well. So the universities themselves offer support at those early stages. So our support really dovetails into that. So it's when the business has, has, has come out of that research setting and it's starting to actually develop its commercial route through. So understanding, developing the product, going to market, going through the regulatory hurdles, building the business around it. That's when we come in at that, that early stage of business development. You mentioned at the top of this that you you started off predominantly with life science companies, but you've diversified into other areas. But but I'm intrigued to get your thoughts as to why you think that life sciences is such an exciting space, particularly in the Liverpool City region at the moment. So life science has always been a strong sector in the city region. Um, we have uh, over 7,000 jobs in the pharma industry in the city region. Not many people know that. Most of the pharma headquarters are down in the southeast, but we have a real hotspot around the speak area um, for pharmaceutical manufacturing and vaccine manufacturing. So there's a skill set there in, the, in that base and, and a lot of jobs that, that contribute to the local economy. But because we've got the strengths in research and then also we have two very key um, clusters, I, I would say, around the knowledge quarter. So where the universities are, but um, also our, our big hospitals, our teaching hospitals, our specialist hospitals in the city. So Liverpool's got a density of really specialist tertiary trusts. So we have a, a hospital for uh, children, we have a women's hospital, we have a neuroscience specialist hospital, we have a heart and lung hospital, we have a mental health hospital. Um, and so we've got a real depth of experience clinically as well as in the research sector right across health and life sciences. And that inevitably feeds into the business base, that knowledge and, and that access to those um, clinical and, and research centres of excellence. So I think there's always been a strength. What we haven't necessarily had is the investment into the business community. And that's one of the reasons, again, why we set Liver Labs up. Um, so we can do the early stage, very early stage, um, when it's ideas to, to give companies up to a quarter of a million pounds of investment to get their business going. One of the things that we've we we've suffered as a region is, is in terms of bringing in the public money into the businesses, so the grant funding. 
so there was some analysis done by the city region to show that um, whilst we we get our fair share of grants, the amount that we get is a lot lower than most of the other regions into our business community. So that's one of the things that we're trying to change. And so the three businesses, Frequencenters, Dursbury Proteins and Myanmar Medical that we've invested in so far, we've put around £600,000 into those businesses. But actually, we've secured a million pounds of grants by doing that, um, bringing that private match that's needed for those public grants. So we're also building in the team a grant writing expertise. And we've got a couple of people in the team now with, with uh, real expertise and success records of, of bringing grant funding through to businesses. So not only can we bring some early stage investment, but we can actually leverage much more public funding into their innovative ideas and give them a better chance of success. Um, one of the other things that we did talk to the combined authority about though, when we were starting on our journey to develop our business case was we, we can fix that gap. So we'll come in and we can provide um, early stage investment and support. But after that, what's next? And there, there was very little support and funding for the next stage. And um, I'm delighted to say that the, you know, the city region got behind that problem as well. And now there will be a, a £20 million seed fund coming for, for businesses in the city region later this year. That's been approved and it's half of that funding has been committed by the combined authority. They've also invested in a local angel network and strengthening that, and LCR Angels. And then there's also a finance hub that gives free advice to startups and SMEs around finance and access to finance and the best type of funding for them. So there's an awful lot now going into the ecosystem to support the businesses um, and to take them on a journey as they grow, which I think is really, really positive for the city region and um, hopefully will in the in the next few years really start to show an impact in terms of the amount of funding coming in, investment made, but also the innovative products coming through to those businesses. Tickets are now on sale for the Medilink UK National Healthcare Business Awards in association with MedTech Innovation. Taking place on the 7th of June at the National Conference Centre in Birmingham, a fantastic celebration of all the hard work and developments within the industry sees 13 prize winners and it's all hosted by presenter, speaker and Invictus Games medalist JJ Chalmers. Take your place among the leading figures and decision makers in life sciences and book your tickets via www.medtechawards.com. Anyway, you were saying about the 20 million, uh, 20 million seed fund that's, that's going to be... Uh... Yeah, that's, that's going. The city region is going to get. How much of an effect is that going to have? Because that that that's a pretty big figure. But I imagine that the scope of of companies that you could probably invest it, invest in has now grown significantly. Well, that, that's not going to just be for health and life sciences. But I mm. suspect you know there will be quite a lot of health and life science businesses that that, that fund invests in. So it will be a technology focused seed fund, so it can cross all sectors. Um, and I think, you know, that there are other funds around as well. And, and so we're trying to engage with Northern Gritstone, for example. We have Marion Bernard from um, Northern Gritstone, the chief investment officer at a recent event of ours. And so I think different businesses at different stages need different funders. So for me, the most important thing is having that range and the access to those different types of funds for businesses. Um and I think, you know, in the past, we've lost businesses who've moved to other regions that have got more funding than our region, or they've moved down to London because most of the, the, the investors are down there. So one of our ambitions is actually to build an ecosystem and, and start to create a pipeline of exciting businesses mm. that attracts investors from other regions, attracts the London money to come up here 
um, as opposed to our businesses having to go down there. That would be an ultimate goal, I guess. Um, it's actually you're actually touching upon another question I had in mind in terms of the strengths of other regions. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm wondering how important it is to have really strong other devolved regions in the in the space surrounding Liverpool City region for you know for you all to thrive. Really, I mean, I imagine it's. It's probably a case of if one wins, we all win. But there is that competitive element as well. It's, it's, it seems like a, uh, a difficult balancing act almost. It can be. But as, as I say, I think different regions have evolved to have different strengths and a different focus in, in their research capability and their business communities. And given that you know the majority of funding used to always go into the southeast, and now there's a real... Um, focus on on place-based and trying to you know level up um the playing field a bit you know so so funders like innovate uk for example have set themselves an actual target of funding outside of the southeast um and so they now take more of a portfolio approach when they're looking at the the grants and the awards that they give to make sure that you know there is there is fairness and there is funding coming to the regions and i think for me, the, the combined authority in, in Liverpool is actually ahead of the game with some of the devolved regions in terms of their approach to innovation. Um, none of the other regions that we've seen have, have had the backing and support and investment from the, the combined authority into this space that we've seen. Um, and some of my colleagues and, and people I've worked with in the past who, who sit in those other regions are now saying, can we bring our combined authority team over to talk to you and see how you did this and what you've done? And so I'd be thrilled if people copied us. That would be a real compliment if we mm-hmm. if we manage to make a model that works and drives growth locally. It's something that others can can pinch and copy with pride, you know. Or we we'll, and learn from us, learn from our mistakes because we'll make some. Um, but I'd, I'd I'd be very happy to see that you know somebody come and steal our ideas that'd be great okay okay in that case then let, let me ask what what ideas would would you think that other regions would be quite happy to steal from you that they're probably not executing at the moment i think it's that that, that public commitment so the civic leaders and the, the combined authorities you know that they they have devolved funds or they will be getting devolved funds if they're if they're new newly devolved regions and combined authorities and there's, there's so much to do with them. There's so many challenges and inequalities. So the focus of where they invest um, and the, um, the the demands on the money that they have are very high and they, they don't have enough to solve all the, the problems. But I think Liverpool City Region have taken a real focus on um, how do we drive economic growth through innovation and through investing in innovation. And I think we've shown that in just in a year, we can leverage and... and um, make a real difference with quite a small amount. So we've probably invested and um, spent around a million pounds doing what we've done in the first year, but we know we've brought three million pounds into businesses and we've already brought another two projects into ourselves that will create another three jobs in our company. So the level of investment you need to actually start to make a difference is quite low. So I think that's what they'll look to us for, to see how do you actually get a, a decent return on investment for what's a relatively small investment. Ah, okay. I've, I've, I'll be honest, I'm, I'm a complete, well, novice to all of this, but I'm always, as a little bit of a policy nerd, I'm always fascinated by how the devolved regions actually work. And, and it seems to be, to me, that you're, you're almost holding up Liverpool City region as a, as a champion and, and something that should be, you know, 
here's what we've done. Take the best bits that work for you. Yeah, and I think we'd be very happy to. Um, the, I think one of the challenges around that, and I'm, I'm not an expert in local government and, and devolved regions, but I think the, the devolution agenda for each region is slightly different and they have a different strategy and different budgets. And uh, so in, in Manchester, for example, a lot of the um, the health budget was devolved to, but that hasn't happened in re, in the Liverpool city region, the health budgets aren't devolved. That stayed that stayed as part of the national system. So, so different regions have different devolution agendas and budgets as well. But I think when it comes to economic growth and innovation, um, I think there'll be a you know they'll all be driven for that to to create the jobs and create economic growth. So, if if we do things that that are working, then why wouldn't others come and come and have a look? And, and we'd be very happy to share. Okay, I'm I'm going to ask if there's anything else you'd like to add. But on on that, I would also like to to ask um, if uh, if you continue to see uh, such promise and such growth over the next couple of years, where do you where do you see life sciences in the region going? Is it is it just going to go from strength to strength, or, or is it going to end up you know spreading across to to other regions because of this the success? Where, where do you see it going? And that was very open ended, so apologies about that. So was that for Liver Labs? Well, for all of you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think so. We, the, the city region, have also because of the the work that we've done in innovation and our approach. We have there's, a, there's an innovation board, for example, for the city region. So, mm. and on that, it's led by industry. But there are the, the universities are on that board. There are small companies on that board, civic leaders. So, there's a real joining up of of the different sectors and and it, with it across that board. And, but we all have the same shared vision of trying to drive growth and, and improve our economy and reduce the inequalities through innovation. And I think that's that will go from strength to strength. That board has, has now been in place for, for a number of years and it, and it led on the um, science and innovation audit and the strategy that's come out for the for the combined authority around innovation. So it's been a it's been a journey, but it's in the six or seven years since it started, it's really paid dividends. So I do see it going from strength to strength, and I see it going across other regions, and um, other regions could could learn from that. We can learn from other regions as well. But I think for us, it's now a focus on we've focused on the three strengths. So the three strengths are infectious diseases and infection control, um, materials, chemistry. And there's a there's a big collaboration between Unilever and the University of Liverpool and Materials Science at the Materials Innovation Factory. That's been a real success. Um, and then the other one is AI and data, and, and there's been a massive success with the Hartree Centre out at STFC Darsbury with working with IBM. There's a there's a big program of collaboration there now. So the approach within the SIA to really focus on those strengths has paid dividends. There are there are big hundred million pound programs wrapped around those big three themes now. So I think the challenge for the city region now is what's next. We've, mm-hmm. we've got those big three assets going and they're really paying dividends and driving growth in the region. Um, so what else have we got? What's the next level down of, of assets and innovation that we could we could support to, to, to raise their game as well? So that's the next challenge for this region, I think. So I do see it only going from strength to strength. Um, we don't have all the answers, so you know, and and not every region's got a devolved budget and a, and a devolved combined authority yet. So some of them will be starting from from scratch, um, and there are others who are more mature than us. So yeah, we, we can kind of learn from each other, I think.
it, it can only improve. I think that the move away from the, the all of the funding and all of the resource in the southeast, things can only get. I don't really want to say things can only get better, but things can only they can only improve the region. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll avoid any uh, any either political puns or pop artist puns there with that one. Um, uh, I know I said that was uh, that was one of my final questions, but I think I thought of another one while while you were going along there, and this is probably a bit more uh, a bit more about Liver Labs when it when it comes to um, companies probably approaching you with an idea. I mean, if for anybody listening to this who might have an idea and they're, and they're in the city region. What little, what one bit of advice would you would you give to them ahead of you know getting in touch with you? Um, so, just understand what it is that you want to do. Maybe you know, be able to articulate to us um, what problem you're trying to solve. Or what describe to us why your idea is innovative. What's different about it? Um, we can. We, we've only got quite a limited fund, so we we really do focus on. Um, products that will solve a healthcare need. So we don't usually do consumer health products, um, but we can do medical devices, diagnostics, digital health technologies that will play into the NHS and and healthcare systems. Um, So it's really just, you know, doing your homework, making sure that what you've got is different. So we've started to see lots of digital products come through, for example, um, but there are already a lot out there and they're not really doing anything different. Um, they're not really groundbreaking and innovative. Um, so it's it's really about, you know, what's special about you and being able to explain that to us. Um, and that's all we need, really, just that, that knowledge that you, you have got something that is potentially going to solve a problem that is, is a real challenge and that if you can, we can build a business around it. And the other thing is, is don't just come to us for our money because if you're not in the Liverpool city region and you think you can just set your business up here to to get some investment from us, that's not really what we want. We want businesses who want to be here because they want to be here, not because of our funding. So we want businesses to grow in the Liverpool city region far beyond anything we can fund and invest in them to create the jobs here, to create the value here. Uh, and to benefit from the ecosystem that's around them, um, so so yeah, there needs to be a you know a passion for being in the city region and a and a, a desire to grow roots and grow the business here. Okay, well, Lorna, that feels like uh, a good note to to end the podcast on. So thank you very much for your time today. Thank you.